You're listening to the Overeaters Anonymous Mid-Peninsula Podcast. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. For more information, please visit oamidpeninsula.org. Overeater. Thank you so much for um, asking me to do service. It's always um, a pleasure to do service and it, it helps me grow in my program. So thank you for um, being a part of that. Um, grateful to be here today. I'm going to start out uh, with the third step prayer. Um, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Thank you. Um, I love that this is a spiritual program and that um, I can, this program has helped me look at life from a spiritual perspective. So I'm here to um, talk about what it was like, what happened and, and what it was like, what it's like today. So, and I, I've spoken, a, a, I think a couple times over the years at this meeting, I guess I should qualify even though I kind of did earlier in the meeting, but I, um, I came to OA How in, uh, March of 2017. Um, my back-to-back -back abstinence date is March 1st of 2019. So um, I've been around about five and a half years and very grateful for the time in program. Um, so what it was like, I grew up in a, in a large family. There were eight kids and I was number seven. And so my parents were, were busy people. My mom was uh, took care of kids and did a lot of work around the house and my dad worked. And I heard a speaker one time mention that there are families that don't do relationships. And that statement really resonated with me. And I, it just really made me stop and think, what is like, a because that seems like an oxymoron or, you know, like how, how does, how does a family not do relationships? But as I looked at that, that was my family. We, there were a lot of us and we, we interacted, we talked about stuff, you know, whether it was, um, current events, sports, politics, what religion, we talked about a lot of things, but there wasn't really emotional connections happening. We didn't talk about ourselves or how we felt, or we didn't talk about our relationships with each other. Um, I remember as a young adult saying to my parents for the first time that I loved them. 
And, you know, it's like, I felt loved by my parents, but we never said those words. So for me, I experienced kind of I, what I would call a lack of connection in childhood. I was um, frequently, you know, play, we moved around a bit. And so, you know, my siblings were my main playmates and, um, and we had enjoyed, we played a lot of games together. We did a lot of things, but I didn't really have that, you know, an emotional connection with other people. So there was a part of me that was lonely and kind of felt isolated. And so for me, um, and well, and, and part of this that factors in too is that my mother was pretty emotionally distant. So there wasn't that ability for me to really bond with her um, kind of at a heart level. And so, Early on for me, although I wouldn't say my disease really blossomed at that point, but I connected with food. You know, my food, food would provide those things that I didn't get in my family. You know, it felt nurturing, you know, it feels good inside when you eat something um, in that moment when you're feeling however you're feeling. So, you know, food became those things for me. Um, it nurtured me, it soothed me. Um, it was, a, you know, I could celebrate with food. All those things that could come from relationships for me didn't, I started using food for that. Um, having said that, I was not in my, um, my weight didn't become an issue for me until I was a young adult. I was very active and um, busy. I don't know, for whatever reason, it didn't really affect me physically until later. So um, later on in my early 20s, I hit a spot where it was kind of like in my, as a young adult, I started to learn I had kind of a spiritual experience when I was about 17 and it helped me start to make connections with people. And um, I went through a year where there was just a lot of upheaval and change. I had um, a relationship with a young man that was my first boyfriend. We broke up and at that time I had I had, had two roommates. Um, that we were pretty close. They both moved on to other things. And so I was just kind of sitting in a pot of pain for a while, emotional pain that I didn't, I had no clue how to process, deal with um, any, I just didn't have any skills around that. I didn't learn them growing up. And so what did I go to? Well, I turned to food. I remember making a conscious choice for food to be my friend. I, I, I remember doing that in my early 20s. And that whole thing, um, you know, I quickly thereafter started kind of on the roller coaster of yo-yo dieting. Um, someone I knew introduced me to my first diet and um, I was off to the races. And it took me, honestly, about 30 years to find these rooms. And um, that whole time was punctuated by, you know, gaining and losing, gaining and losing. I, I did send some pictures. I don't know if they made it to 
a person, but if you have them, please feel free to put them up. But it, it just shows me, you know, heavy, not so heavy, heavy, not so heavy. And that was kind of my roller coaster life. I never understood what was wrong with me around food. I knew I was different from other people. You know, I felt a certain level of competence in other parts of life, but I didn't feel like I could, I didn't know what to do about my weight. Um, I didn't really see food as the problem. I saw weight, too much weight as my problem. You know, I, I didn't like wearing, it felt like wearing a defect on my body, you know, like, so everyone could see it. Other people had defects they could hide, or maybe you didn't see right away, but it just felt like I was this billboard of, I don't have it together. And that made me very uncomfortable. I felt a lot of shame. Um, I didn't have confidence in relationships. So my problem that I, you know, with this inability to have good, deep connections with other people, being heavy didn't help that either. You know, I found it to be even more isolating. And so again, you know, that struggle and, but I struggled for a really long time. Um, as I started, you know, as I said, 30 years of doing the up and down thing, um, my problem, I could, I could gain weight, I could lose weight, I could never maintain my weight. Like I had to be in this, I don't know, I had to have that goal, you know, and I'd lose to get to a point. And then I was off to the races until I got back up again. I think a lot of us know kind of that cycle. Uh, so for me, um, I actually was in a different and still am in a different 12 step program that introduced me to the steps. And that was about 11 years ago. And um, through the process of working that program, I started, you know, being able to use the tools and start to look at myself and just realized how um, like, emotionally, I was just underdeveloped. I didn't know how to deal with emotions, even though I was a grown woman and had children that were, you know, high school, young adult age. Um, but as I started working the steps, I started learning tools and I, and I started being able to make connections with people. And, um, it, it took me with my first sponsor, it took me a really long time to feel comfortable to just, you know, to just say what was on my mind. And previous to that, I, it would be very carefully worded, you know, just because I didn't know how to just show up in a relationship and, and just be honest. It was it felt really scary to me to be honest because you know it was vulnerable and i didn't you know vulnerable felt really scary so um as i progressed in that program um i got to a spot where um i started seeing there were parts of myself that i just couldn't deal with and I still wasn't seeing the food 
Um, but what I noticed is that I really had a hard time giving myself structure. Like I'd set these goals for myself and I could, I just like never got there. And I, I am a person who at the end of the year, I enjoy kind of reflecting on the year, finding a couple, you know, like, um, new year's resolutions, not, and I try to make them, you know, attainable, not like pie in the sky. I'm going to change everything. And this is going to be totally different, but achievable type goals. Um, and one of them one year uh, was in well in 2017 when I came into this program is I wanted to finally in my life be able to achieve a daily routine. So I wasn't just getting up five minutes before I had, I, you know, so I had enough time to get dressed and get ready and run out the door. You know, I wanted to have more space in my life to have a daily routine and be consistent with it. Um, and another aspect of my story is I needing connection, wanting connection, but not knowing how to get connection. I married a man who is an addict. So again, in my life, I'm not getting connection, um, but it did bring me into the rooms. And for that, I'm very grateful, very, very grateful. So um, I'm while I'm doing this 12 step program, I'm also learning about addiction. So and like things start to connect and it dawns on me that food is causing a lot of chaos in my life. And that was a new thought for me. I, I'd been, you know, running the race of roller coaster around food for 30 years. I'd been in a 12 step program, working it to the best of my ability and still wasn't seeing my food issues, which, you know, that's the level of denial I was in. I always blamed it on my weight and I just blamed it on my body. Like my body just doesn't know how to lose weight, you know, was kind of my famous, like the internal thing that I would tell myself. So, um, then I started seeing I was causing chaos in my life with food. And it was like, wow, I know from my experience with addiction that if there's a lot of chaos there, there's addiction. And so I had to start looking at myself like, wow, I, you know, the blinders started to come off. I'm creating chaos in my life because of my food issues. And that was that was a new thought for me. I'd heard of OA at that point, but not really. But by March of that year, I woke up one day, you know, New Year's resolution, still no no daily structure for me. I wasn't getting there. And it was like, wow, I have to do something different. And so I went to my first OA and it was a how meeting. It was just the local meeting that I could go to and it happened to be a how meeting. And um, I knew that first night, like, this is where I need to be. You know, my higher power brought me there. Um, and I love the acronym for God, gift of desperation. I showed up with the gift of desperation. I was already through step one. I knew I was powerless over food when I got there. And um, I was just ready, so ready. And um, a woman that night agreed to be my sponsor, although um, 
she was really not accepting sponsees. And I am so grateful that she was willing to do that service because I really wanted to get started. So I started the program the next day. And um, I was I was also scared of the food plan of the not snacking like I didn't I thought I would die, you know, I don't know how I'm gonna do this just three meals. Are you kidding me? You know, I was the grazer that, you know, would have a million small meals a day or just one continuous meal all day. And um, I just didn't know how I would do it. I was anxious about that. And, you know, it's like, I think, well, it's the miracle of the program. My higher power got me through it and it wasn't that bad. You know, it was um, much gentler than I even um, knew. Um, I had, you know, once kind of I got through that transition of first getting on the food plan where you kind of, you know, detox and brain fog and a few of those things early on. Um, for the first time, I could really remember my body was serene. My body was at peace. When I was in the food, my body was always yelling at me for something, you know, give me this, give me this, go find food, I want something. And it was such a distraction, like, you know, just so much time and energy spent around food. And like all that got quiet when I got abstinent. And so that was a huge change for me. But back to the, um, the idea of connection, you know, when I'm in the food, the food is my higher power. It's my solution. It becomes everything to me. And now, you know, the, the longer I am in recovery from this disease, the more, you know, I get to find connection in this program. You know, meetings are a great place, you know, as we know, to connect with others. And I can do that now. Um, and I had to find something to do because I'm not connecting with the food anymore, right? So meetings help me. Um, having a sponsor and being a sponsor helps me. And you know, I'll, to be very honest, um, I still call my sponsor, well, five days a week. I text her on the weekends and I don't wanna call her every day. I, you know, there's still a part of me that struggle, you know, I want the connection, but I don't want the connection. And, um, and she's a lovely sponsor and she's wonderful, but it's, you know, I still have obstacles in me. And so I'm grateful for the tools and that I have to do it because it, it breaks down, it keeps breaking down those walls in me. It's because it's, there's the longing for the connection, but there's still the inability sometimes to do it or to want to do it. And so, you know, the third step prayer is definitely my friend because it keeps me in that attitude of surrender to my higher powers will, you know, and to, to um, get out of self because, you know, as I've learned it, self, it doesn't help me. It's not going to take me in a direction that I want to be. Uh, and so I have to cultivate surrender in my life. You know, I learned that through working the steps. If I have a defect, 
then I want to cultivate the opposite of that, you know? So if, if my, one of my defects is um, that I learned from my childhood is, is self-will, you know, um, and self-sufficiency. And so I pray and ask God to remove those, but then I also try to cultivate the opposite today, which is an attitude of surrender to my higher power and, and asking and actively wanting my higher power's will for me. And so, so that's how I, I deal with that. And, you know, I have a beautiful life today. And the thing that amazes me is that I, I get to walk through life and I, and I don't have to eat over it. Um, I'm the place where I work right now, there is a person that is a workplace bully and I have to interact with this individual from time to time and it causes me a lot of anxiety but you know through this program and the tool of writing i'm getting through it one day at a time and and it's okay and and so i am just grateful for the tools for the connections that i've made in this program and you know my life is serene today so thank you for letting me share Thank you.